I was in that like early transition where like specialized strength and conditioning, specialized positions was just starting to be talked about because I remember I wrestled a lot with, I was a two sport athlete. I was basketball and football and I, I loved basketball. Like that was probably the sport that came more naturally to me. I didn't have to, you know, football was one of those, I was more likely to make money playing football, but I felt more natural playing basketball. So there was a business decision I made early on in high school because I had looks from basketball teams, but I was like, dude, you're six, five. You're not that fast. Uh, you're not fast enough and you can't, you, you got a good shot, but you can't really like pour it up and you need those things as a basketball player. So, um, it was a business decision in a sense to, to go play football, but I'm very happy that I stayed with basketball my senior year. Cause that was a big thing that I was going back and forth with, um, with those that I uh, looked up to not only my father, but my coaches, um, friends. I was like, do I play basketball? You know, I'm committed to Iowa. There's this risk that's perceived, you know, if I'm running around out there. Um, but there's nothing better for a young athlete than being in a competitive environment. I mean, I just, I think that you can't get enough of those scenarios. They don't just happen on a Tuesday when you're out in your backyard working hard. You know, that's great. You're working hard and you're going through this stuff and you are putting in inputs. But man, when those lights hit and you cross the white lines and, and friends and family are looking and it means something, I think you should interject yourself into those situations because you even you haven't even had enough of them if you're a high school football player. You've had some grade school stuff. Half of grade school is you don't even know what's going on. You're just figuring out how to get your uniform on, right? So you finally get to high school and now you have this, you know, you're, you're starting to learn how to compete. You're starting to learn how to be a good teammate. And then all of a sudden we shrink down to one sport. And it's like we just, and we hyper-focus on this thing. And then we have this weird off season where we, you know, it's easy to get lazy. I always felt that it was like football's over. I'm going right into basketball. I'm keeping this thing rolling. I'm keeping myself in shape. I'm keeping everything going. And then once basketball is ending, then I can get right back into football. And I know athletes that do the basketball, football, baseball thing. And I think it's good. I think that you push your athletes towards that. I think that more sports, the better. And I think that's the thing that you should do when they're younger. Try soccer, you know, try tennis, try golf, get into a martial arts. I would highly recommend for fathers and mothers to put their child into some sort of martial arts. I took Kempo, my father was a boxer. He was a Golden Glove champion in Cleveland in 1982. So the boxing world, the fighting world was a, a thing in our house, like raised off Rocky, like literally raised off the Rocky movies. Like this is how we're going to conduct ourselves, okay? Like Rocky Four. when you hit this adversity, let's put on the Rocky Four tape. And so he was big on the martial arts. And so I kind of gravitated towards that. I got a little bit more into the Bruce Lee world. Like I became a big Bruce Lee fan. I was watching a lot of Jackie Chan movies. I was into ninja and samurai culture at a young age. So my dad was like, let's go try out karate. So we, this was before MMA was kind of like jujitsu is obviously probably what I would have done now just because of the popularity. But at the time, Kempo karate was a big deal, um, you know, at least where I was. So I got into it and man, the lessons that you'll learn from Kempo. It's interesting. Like you can be just karate in general. I would say fighting in general, like big picture right now. Um, you're on a team, but you're also solo. It's weird. Like you have this, you know, we had like, you're on a, you're doing your own thing. You're there cause you signed up, but we were able to kind of have these traveling teams that would go and compete in these, in these tournaments. But like when you're, you know, I started when I was like five, I did it from five to age nine. Like, when you're seven years old and you're at a tournament and there's some kid from, you know, Southern Ohio, you don't know, and you're in a sparring match now, and this kid just kicked you in the gut 
and you got to sit there and you just went down 0-1 and you got to now like not cry in front of your dad, not cry in front of your family and hang in there and try to land a punch. I don't know. I feel like it was something that was important for me as a seven or eight year old. And I just think that that whole concept of like fighting and martial arts is like, it's been a backdrop for culture and for, for centuries. Right. And it's like, it's finally now kind of getting that push through jujitsu and MMA with its popularity. And I think that's a good one. Like, I think that's one where you should, you should have some sort of martial arts background. Um, just even if it's just for the discipline, even if it's just for the life lessons, let alone, you know, can you put somebody in an arm bar? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're good. But at least like the, the, the discipline that came from karate, I know for certain that was a huge cornerstone for me as I went through grade school and high school. And I had an edge on the kids around my area because I was in that, that karate backdrop. You know, hearing you say that, I just, I, I wonder like, okay, you're clearly just, you were raised right. You were raised, you had this toughness, never quit mentality. Like, <clears throat> so the competitive environment, yeah, it maybe helped refine it, but did it, it, it really just brought it out of you, right? It didn't, mm -hmm. it didn't teach you something that you didn't know, right? Or like... Yeah, I mean, I knew it. Like I knew it to be true because I heard it from my father, you know, and I, and I, and I saw these things on TV, whether it's a movie or whether it's real life, Tom Brady, you know, coming back in the Super Bowl and winning, like, you know, it to be true by the way that it moves you, you know, it does something to you on the inside. Rocky's not a true story, but you feel a type of way. You feel some sort of way when you watch that it does something to you because you know that that's the way, like, that's how you conduct yourself. Like, that's how you attack the day to day. You know, you watch these great athletes and you watch Jordan, you watch Kobe, you watch Tom Brady. And you're like, yeah, that's the way. But you still could be there believing it and agreeing with it, but not able to execute it and carry it out. And that was something I had to learn as a young man. And I, thankfully, like you brought up, I you know, was raised right. I had a father that he took the time to, hey, when I want to go out and throw passes or whatever it was, yes, let's go out there. But even more important was the conversations in the car after a loss after a win, whatever it may be, like after you have gone and crossed the white lines and this, this is the scary part about competition is that you're placing yourself in the rectangle for judgment, for criticism. And that's where the fear and the anxiety comes is that like, especially you know, once you, age. Yeah. especially at a young age, you know, once you get into this rectangle, once you get into this court, all eyes are on you. All mistakes are recorded. All mistakes will not only be recorded, but they will be gone over. That's something you have to learn to deal with, right? And that's not anything that can be put into a written test. You can't watch a video and get that information. You have to live those, those situations out. That's why I say get in a competitive environment because I don't care if it's pickleball or it's football, like it's a competitive environment. It will do something to you. It will move the needle in a direction where you learn how to compete. And I know that I started tackle football in second grade man, I tried to quit tackle football three times. Like there was, you know what I mean? If you were to say at that point, man, is Rick going to go play in the NFL? No, like there was a lot of ebbs and flows to grade school, even high school. I remember having a conversation with my dad sophomore year of high school. I'm like, dad, I'm just going to concentrate on basketball. Like football is not for me. Like this isn't my thing. I was frustrated. I was going through a time, you know, I was going through a trial, needed some guidance at that point, had the person there to give me the guidance. But you know, 
all the lessons in the backdrop were there that I felt like when I was taking shots and I was getting adversity, I had ropes to lean into, you know, like I had something to fall back on and, and that's important. And if you don't put ropes behind your kids, if you don't put ropes behind people and, and, and then you throw them into a situation where they can fail and they probably will fail and should fail early on, they end up falling out of the ring and they hit their head and they don't want to come back. So you have to have some sort of, you have to have both. You have to layer in the teachings. You have to have it become a backdrop, a culture of the day-to-day like my father did. It was just a way that we, you know, nobody intimidates a Stanzi. We do the intimidating. Okay. That was a, that was a okay. quote that I, like I that. remember That's good. just all the time, all the time. Like something comes up, like you're going to let that kid do that to you? Like when you have the Stanzi name, like those are the talks I'm getting as a six and seven year old. So it's like, you're getting dialed, right? Like, and it's, it's not everybody's going to have that conversation because not everybody has a Joe Stanzi in their corner. But I've learned that, you know, if you can create that situation for your children, there's a way to push on it, but not, you know, be that like Netflix documentary where it's the overbearing parent. It's like, Oh God, like that wasn't my childhood by any means. Not at all. Like, you know, I felt like I had like Rocky had Mickey, like I had that, you know what I mean? Like you wanted it. Like as a kid, you wanted to do it. And I think that's probably another piece of it. You know, does the kid want it? Do they want to be, do they want to be great? And that was something that I don't know where it came from. Maybe it was my father just spending time or getting, you know, almost, you know, engulfed in the, the sports world, but having both those things, having an ear that, you know, having someone to talk to and someone to talk back to you. Um, once you're going through these challenge situations that really helped me learn how to compete so that when we do get to an Iowa, you know, you have a chance to go do some great things with some really good football teams. And that's why I asked, because I remember Cody Myers, who's still at Iowa now, he, he talked when I was there and we were talking about Josie Jewell and like, we're like, we didn't make Josie who Josie is like Josie's been his parent, like, right. And so it's like, yes, we help reveal it, but that, that's mm-hmm. where it's like, for me, I get hung up on these coaches where they feel like, oh, you know, I made so-and-so, and it's like, no, you have to check yourself. Like, you're a part of it, and, and maybe in some kids, in some instances where they had no family life, you were that, but just, yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to learn where's that line, you know, and for our listeners out there, like, where is that? 